0: Light, Life. 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 camera, action. 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 Now let's engage in a dialogue. Let me browse through your mind like a catalog. Conscious, Conscious. metaphysics. Conscious. Allow me to break down the specifics. Educate, motivate. If you don't feel free, you can liberate. An LLC is what I'm building. The number one podcast in the building. So let me slide on up in the Bentley truck in my Versace shirts. They can't get enough of this deep conversation expansion elevation i'll send you a link you can tap in it ain't quite what i used to do back then now i get it on the front in the back end multiple money streams keep coming in enlighten empower evolve Enlightened. empower evolve just in time Greetings, everyone. I'm Luke Bryan Smith and welcome to Enlightened Empowered Evolved. I believe everyone is doing well and everything is unfolding perfectly. I'm excited yet again and say it with me. You know why? Because I have another amazing, amazing guest. And the reason why I say that even before I talk to the person because I always know I believe everything. I truly believe that everything is unfolding perfectly. So I know uh, whoever I draw into my experience and vice versa, is going to be amazing, but enough of that chatter. I have with me today an amazing guest who, you know what, I'll just say this, there's so many things to list, but he is a, a worldwide humanitarian. I'll just say that. And there's a whole lot more that he's going to tell you without further ado, I introduce to you Chef Omaka. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. hey. yes sir, yes sir, yes King. Thank i you. am very excited to uh to be here with you at this present moment um we're making history right now and this is you know just this being uh recorded is, is solidified in history so we'll be able to look back on this um uh uh, uh 50 years from now and, and, and other people and, and see what amazing uh you know energy we we were uh sharing you know dialogues but before i keep talking because i'm good at that Tell mm-hmm. us a little bit more about yourself. So, this chef Omaka, how did you get that name?
1: Well, first of all, Lou, i like to say thank you for inviting me on your Enlightened Evolved and your Empowered show. I, I really appreciate your uh, time, taking the time to reach out to me. And I also appreciate a lot of the guests on your show. I've been watching a lot of your videos. So, the message that you put out through your music and through the guests that you have on um like you said people will look back in time and in history and they'll know that our generation was a generation that really brought forth a lot of healing and i just want to just salute you and thank you for doing that great work and thank you for allowing me to be a part of your world and sharing in that space with you so thank you king
0: yes 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 i received that with gratitude and appreciation and and love and and just uh, masculine energy and yes. just thank you. I, I appreciate it, thank man. I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm absorbing all that.
1: I, 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 I'm grateful to give it because, you know, I receive it from others too when I'm doing it, but I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I, 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 I'm a native born here in Florida. Um, I'm a, a St. Petersburg native. If you haven't heard of St. Pete, um, we're right just 30 minutes outside of Tampa. I would say 20 minutes outside of Tampa, Florida. You know they call it champ of florida because you know we won so many championships in 2021 and 22 i think it was so or 2020 we were the right. city of champions but right. need that be that as it may i come from a family of eight children my mom was a uh, a mother who you know she basically is a typical black mother you know right. didn't have much kind of poor in a sense um, needed the government to, uh, you know, help us, you know, eat and survive. And my mom got married to um, a man who became my stepfather. And this man became someone who was, uh, I, I would say, a, a, a masculine presence for me in the home. But my stepfather, I would say this with all due respect and love to him, um, he, he he was there, but he wasn't there. You right. You know what right. I'm saying? I totally and, get it. So I grew up, you know, with eight siblings, you know, six sisters, two, you know, and I'm the second oldest of two boys. And and my mom taught us one thing growing up in our home was that uh, we were a community and growing up in a home like ours full of a lot of feminine energy, um, you know, a young man like me, I could find myself really feeling a little bit delusion because I can't relate to none of my sisters. They're going through female things. And here I am, a young man, um, in the midst of all of this because my brother was too young to really understand. He was the baby, really, of the family. And so it was basically me growing up with my sisters. And, you know, one thing that I was taught growing up with a lot of that kind of energy in my home was uh, a love for, you know, the feminine energy, a love for. You know the woman the black woman at that because all six of my sisters are black you know and so i i my mom taught us something growing up and that was community you know i sh- I shared this story about uh, my mom was my mom was the chef or the homemaker of my family even though my stepfather he worked he worked his job but he was like um what chris rock used to say chris rock said in his special my my, my dad was the man that got up went to work came home and wanted that big piece of chicken and you know that big piece of chicken right that was him he came home got his big piece of chicken washed his game kicked his feet up went to bed it was rinse wash repeat with him right right so the guidance in my home was really not there uh i had to really find a way to guide myself so i began to look outside my home to homeboys and friends that i could relate to which led to a life of crime and trouble and and being a misfit in the city and 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 really being a problem or nuisance to my mama because she's trying to raise you know seven other kids with one of them being like leading the way to being you know just rebellious in all sense of the word and that was me you know growing up in my home just a, a rebellious son didn't want to listen never never really did good in school um but You know, my mom always just instilled, and I keep going back and repeating this, my mom instilled in me just by seeing, never really saying, but by doing community. And so my mom was the cook of the family and my mom didn't know any better. She was using what she had to, you know, make sure we survived. So my mom had um, government food stamps, WIC assistance, you know, housing, you know, living in housing. And that's how we lived. You know, we didn't really know about nourishment nutrition yet um it was really just g- getting by with what you got Survive. so my mama my mama was uh like i said the homemaker and she taught right. this community share this story and i keep repeating that because i want to drill it in your guests in your um your audience's head right but the purpose and this reason right you know although i did i didn't grow up with that fatherly guidance that i wanted and although i didn't um really listen to my mom as much my mom was really instilling principles inside of me by watching her and so when my mom would cook you know uh, my mom would cook big buffets of food for her family but i've always watched my mama um make that plus another portion of that for the elderly lady miss audrey who lived down the street raising her four grandchildren and then my mom was so caring and so loving that all eight of us, we got friends and some of those friends don't got parents that, that cook. They don't got mothers that cook. Some of their moms don't crack. Some of their dads don't crack. Some of their fathers are in prison. So my mom was feeding our friends when she was feeding us too. And so my, <sighs> mom a, my mom had a village inside of her home, literally growing right, up. Right, right. We was on the porch, whatever, right? So I grew up like that watching um uh, my mom create a community within the, in our home and then as I got older, the more I started to rebel against my mama's um teachings and her her rules, the more my mama got fed up, kicked me out the house a couple of times right um by the age of sixteen I was out on my own you know right, 16, right. seventeen you know but it just led to more a life of crime drugs and selling drugs and you know getting in fights and carrying pistols on me like I was a gangster really I really right. wasn't getting it to fit in you,
0: you know? know let me let me pause you if you if you and please keep your train of thought okay. but this is so man I, I you'll see where I'm coming with this so many things that you've uh said right now while just running down the the uh, like a sort of like a timeline yeah. um yeah. with your house I resonate with, and I can't make this up because this, this is recorded. So this is, people can challenge me later on this. I'm talking about friends, family or whatever. So I could not make this up. I resonate with you with the feminine energy thing. Except for this, I didn't have a father in my home. So I just had you know my mom there. So I learned a lot of things as far as emotionally um, from a feminine standpoint. And I had friends and I looked for that, that masculine you know, standpoint and fatherly standpoint, like you said, from the streets. And I used to have friends, you know, tease me, like man, you know, man up. You know, I would always have them do that. Like, man, you you know, and then as it got later, it's like, man, you you projecting that feminine energy. And I know, you know, and, and not no disrespect to any um body that's gay or nothing, but they would say, man, you, you coming with that gay energy and I mean like yeah. feminine energy, but I know you're not gay because the ladies love you. You love them. Right. And so, but they would tell me and, and and then it wasn't till later till I got that. It's like all I saw as a figure that I looked up to was mom. I was always in the kitchen with her. That's why I, I've been able to cook since like age nine, uh, mm. eight, nine cooking. I'm talking about meals, uh, making pies and all that. So I get what you're saying as far as the feminine energy and then my mom instilled a lot of Uh, of good principles and solid principles. And I rebelled against that. I, 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 uh, like you, I ran wild in the streets, connecting with the wrong elements, carrying guns around like I was going to shoot somebody. And luckily I didn't, because I didn't really want to do that. I just wanted to, like you said, fit in with the gangster culture, um, dressing that way, um, getting myself all tatted up. And, you know, I was around it, close, but I didn't get, luckily I didn't get burnt in the fire. Like a lot Mm -hmm. of um, friends I grew up with ended up dead or in prison. And I am thankful now because I understand why I didn't really, I didn't fall that way. You know, I think Mm -hmm. I got arrested once for a fight. And after that, that was it. So I can't Mm -hmm. say, oh, I'm this street dude that got this massive uh, record of being locked. I'm not going to even try to ride on that because that's not me. But I was close to it, Mm -hmm. but I didn't actually jump all the way into it. And I realized why I was being, protected for something because I even got you know shot at, a friend of mine got shot, but the, mm. it was meant for me. So things like that happen. When I look back on it, and I'm not trying to uh, cover your story up, but I'm just trying to say how much I relate to it and, mm-hmm. and how much man. And, and then I got kicked out, had to go move with a friend of mine, his Mexican family, they took me in. But yeah, along the same lines. Mm-hmm. My mom used to help out a lot too, cook for people bring them plates and things just like you, just like your mother. So yeah, yeah, man, I just had to say that, but go ahead, man. I didn't mean to disrupt (laughs) you, but I just had to, it excited me when I heard your story. It sounds just like mine.
1: (laughs) This is a back and forth, brother. I'm willing to listen to you just as much as you're willing to listen to me. And, you know, but going back to it, you know, I'm, I'm grateful that, you know, the, the way things panned out for me growing up, it it, it had to be a divine intervention because truth be told, like, I could not write the script on the way my life is going, the way it's been. I would have never thought I would have wrote seven books. I would have never thought that. I would have never thought of all seven, all eight of my mama's children. I done been to eight or nine countries, you know, around the world. A while. So I would have never thought that, you know. Growing up, I I always fit into the, the status quo, right? You know, young, my mama told me growing up that you got three strikes against you already. You already got three strikes. You're young, you're black, and you're a male. My mama always told me that. And so I never knew what that meant until I got old enough to see what that means now. And you see how they're killing young black males in the street. It's a it's a, it's a strike to be young, black, and, and a man, especially a man that is very masculine who stands in being a man because you know we don't need to go into too much detail about that like you said no rag on, no 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 um shots at anybody that is from right. the um, lgbt community but yes, right right, know, masculine men are missing from homes today and right, so right. i want to dive into that piece a, a bit more because uh, i'm 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 the founder you, you know my, they call me chef omaka and the reason why that is because i'm the founder of yes chef village which okay, is something okay. that derived, it derived from my childhood. People don't know it, but it really did come from my childhood, watching my mama build community, watching my mama build the village. And as I got older, I started to, you know, study, you know, I studied all types of philosophy, Christianity, Buddhism, Taoism. I dove into a lot of it, you know what I'm saying? And I came out of it all. And 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 I just realized that you know there's nothing wrong with having those practices um added into your daily practice but i i believe that we're really all just kind of one with 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 nature one with god one with that divine source of, and creation of life and we we give a name so that it's easier to resonate and identify but me personally i'm not anything specific i'm, you know, I'm not against or i'm not for i'm not atheist i'm not christianity we are gods right i love that we are gods i hear you i hear you and that's the way i see it right so growing up um coming up out of that that typical stereotypical black home um you know and, and failing in school I, my mama put me back in the first grade i i almost felt the eighth grade the only reason i pushed myself through was because my little sister was coming up behind me and we could not be in the eighth grade together I was like, no, no, no. So I I went to summer school, made it to um, high school. And I tell people I never went to high school. I went to school high. You know, (laughs) So I was always in school high smoking. And, you know, boom, I I become a father, 19 years old, um, have my first child, my daughter. And then be prepared for this because I'm going to hit you with something heavy. Um, Right after that, four years later, I have another child, my son. Now my son is what I would call the saving grace of my life because when I was out there in the streets selling drugs, toting pistols and, you know, threatening people's lives with, you know, just however being a thug, um, you know, God, I would say the divine source creator took my son away from me. Um, My son died in 2006 on Christmas night in a house fire. My house ended up catching fire and, Um, I was there at my girl's house with my daughter and my son and her and her mother. And I was there at their home. And then when I left to go be at my home because me and my girl wasn't staying together, she was staying with her mom and I stayed on my own. When Christmas was over that night, I went went to go home. As soon as I got home, my phone rang and she told me to hurry up and get back to the house where she was because the house had just caught on fire. And I was like, you know, sitting there really like what? Are you are you serious? And she said, yes. So I get back over there. I see the firemen are already there. The police are already there. All the neighbors are outside. And you know, I'm I run toward the house. The firemen are standing up there at the front of the house. They tell me they can't let me in. I'm trying to get into this burning house. And they're like, no, because you'll lose your life. That would be on us. We're not gonna let that happen. So my I, I, I look for my family. Um my daughter made it out. Her, the mama made it out, the grandmama made it out, but my son, they couldn't stay. So I was like, oh, and that's when I really had a coming to God type of moment. I was like, so that's what this is about. I really didn't understand life. I wasn't, you know, you know, when people say pinch me, am I, uh, am I awake? I got pinched that day. Cause I believe from that point before, I was really like living in a dream state. I wasn't really feeling life until that hit me and I realized like oh this is this is life this this is real like my son is actually not here anymore you know he was four months old so I said wow okay what do I do with this let me tell you Lou I heard a voice people say it was God I say I don't know who it was but I heard a voice come to me in that moment and everything was silent around me I didn't hear anybody speaking to me the sirens, the neighbors, my mama, her mama, my daughter, they all disappeared in this moment. I had a coming to God moment. And I asked God three questions. This is 2006. I asked God three questions in that state I was in. I said, "Why couldn't my why couldn't the firemen go in and save my son's life? Why couldn't they do this?" And God said to me, "It wasn't their mission to save your son's life." I said, "Well, why wouldn't you let me go in and save my son's life. God said, it wasn't your mission to save your son's life. Then I asked God, why couldn't my son's life be saved? And I heard that voice say, it was your son's mission to save your life. And that's when, yeah.
0: Let me, let me put a push another pause button and you know, and I, I just have to say this, um, and some people won't understand this, but I know you will. There's oftentimes um, in our lives we have to go through uh, and I don't want to put a label on it because some would say hell, but I say Mm -hmm. just something very um, severe like that um, Mm -hmm. in order for us to, like you said, wake up because Mm -hmm. back in 2016 I had a similar thing, not not nothing as bad as that. I I mean, I lost uh, you know, a uh, couple of um, two of my kids. You know, uh, the bond with them—they were taken away, but not that. At least they're still alive. But that shook me up so bad that I—I I had I had nowhere else to look. But mm-hmm. I started listening, like you said, to to that voice, to God, uh, to to my spirit. um, mm-hmm. You know, to to, the, to to the nature, the universe, and 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 it, and, it, and it spoke to me. You know, and yeah, I had to come to realization of a lot of things because prior to that. I was living um like you said not really I mean just doing whatever. I mean I was mm-hmm. living like really I say a destructive path and and I can look at my behaviors and just everything the drinking just doing whatever the you know cheating you know on, on my on my uh, uh then wife um just doing all kinds of stuff trying think, thinking I'm a I'm a rap star um just all kinds of crazy stuff and just continuing that and finally i got to a point what's the common denominator and all this stuff that that i keep finding myself into or things that i'm saying that's happening to me like me so i gotta there's something about me that i'm you know i'm drawn to me the, these experiences and i can't explain it so i understand what you're saying it's mm. like that at that particular pivotal moment right there that could have and i'm sure it did break you down but what i'm saying is you'll see where i'm getting to that e- that moment was gonna make or break you. Either you was just gonna go off the deep end and become totally crazy and mm. just kill up everything around you, um, poison everything around you, or you were gonna um, you know, take charge of yourself and mm. you know, and and that's because and you have to commend yourself um because you mm. first of all, you're still here to go through something like that because. Wow, a, a, a lot of people, and not to compare or anything, but I just know a lot of people in those situations wouldn't wouldn't have made it through that, you know, and still been here to talk about it the way you are, and you know, and you know that that's we're all humans and he, and we all are emo, emotional beings. So I mean, we spiritual, but we're we have emotions in this spiritual body, and certain things can that we interpret can drive us to like we can't handle it no more. You know what I mean? And so yes. for you. To be Brother. here and, and tell this story, I, I just really commend you because that right there, the loss of a child, I think that's one of the worst pains that anyone can ever uh, feel, you know? So,
1: yeah. You know, I, I'm i I'm stronger, you know, Luke. I'm stronger for it because right. the fact that he was, you know, he was, I, I don't like the word taken, but you right, know, right, I, right. I, believe, I believe he was a gift. I believe he came here to give me life and the reason the reason for that was because even in that very same moment when i asked god when i say god i'm really talking this within me the spirit within me right right all go to within me when i spoke to god in that moment you know i said well what, what am i to do with this and that in 2006 god told me you know just uh you're going to feed my people and I didn't know what that meant as as far as like how it relates to today and now what I do. But when God said you're going to feed my people, it was more so like nourish their souls. And so I, I heard that and I said, OK, but I stayed in a, a state of, you know, you know, no movement. I didn't move on that. I didn't act on that for seven years, so from 2007 until about, I would say, 6, 2013, I stayed stagnant, just living my life, going about life, really still dealing with the things, but I started writing and journaling. I picked up poetry in that space, and I picked up journaling, and from that, I didn't do anything with the gift of poetry. I didn't do anything with the stories, and then, you know, I turned 30 years old in in 2013, and when when I hit 30, I heard that voice again say, it's time. And so I picked up, you know, I left my job, picked up and, and embarked on the journey of, you know, going out, going out into the community and really speaking life into the youth. And when I saw that, I realized, oh, this is what you meant by nourish my people. So I started taking my, my, my writings that I had and I started sharing it with the community. And the more and more I started doing that, the more doors began to open people began to request for me to come and share tell my testimony talk about my story and just continuously be um, a voice in the community that raises and lifts and up empowers people to really move on their life in spite of the tragedies they go through or the trials they go through the tribulations they go through so i picked myself up um out of that by writing and then seven years after that I, i started to utilize the gift by sharing. And then, you know, I, I started, my writings became so deep, I had to put them in books. So I began to just write books. And I wrote seven, six books in that time span. Actually, I just I just published um, my seventh book two days ago. I was in Minnesota and I, and I just published it. Um, so it's on Amazon, but I, I go into a deeper details about the book, but it's my first fiction novel. My other books were all inspirational books. But this, yeah. this. tell us a few times before you go on tell us some titles of those books so
0: just to i mean i'll have the link i'll have you uh, send me links so i can attach yeah. it to the description but while you're here tell us the titles to put it out well, there audibly to people and where they can find these books
1: well they'll find my books under my name marcus clark you know they can go and look on amazon m-a-r-q-u-e-s marcus clark type in that and you'll find my books under that name marcus uh, clark uh, marcus so clark everyone-
0: everyone go to amazon yep type in marcus clark look up those mm-hmm. books and, and you know of course everybody knows when you go on amazon you can look up the book see the see the picture and look up and it'll show like a brief description and everything so go on amazon look up marcus clark in uh yep. he has like he said he has seven different books for you to choose from i'm sure um uh, at least one will speak to you so check it yeah. out i'm gonna check it out after this too i want to i want to look because i'm i, I love reading. I, I love yeah,
1: reading. I, I would say two. Uh, so you got my first book was my poetry book, poetically correctness. And I'm gonna be honest with you. That's the book. I, I'll be honest. I'm. I do not push or promote that book because it was my first book. I was learning. I was a youngin. I was still trying to get my feet wet in the book world, and it just came out poorly. You, you know. Like, but you did it though.
0: It doesn't matter. You still did it and whether it came out poorly or not i have to stop you right there because i have to i'm going to focus on commending you whether it was poorly or not you still became an author at that point so Mm. a lot of people Mm -hmm. can't say that can't say that even including myself i've been procrastinating about writing a book for so long and i still have not so i i would i would uh i would be so motivated if i had even a poorly written book right now so i still commend you on
1: that uh, i appreciate that Lou. you know but yeah, my i want to read this poorly written book i don't care <laughs> you know i appreciate you for going to do that you know get all of them go to like i said marcus I'll Clark, check them man. out i am
0: i am and when i say that i mean it I, i'm not yeah. just saying that for this thing i mean it. i'm, I'm gonna That's go on amazon right. after this when i'm laying down and just i'm gonna browse through it i'm gonna get i'm gonna get at least a couple of them a few of them because i I, yeah. I have a i have a library here and, and anything okay. to do with with empowerment, motivation, encouragement, anything to do with that, anything to do with just you know helping me and just looking into other people's perspectives that I know that their intentions are to 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 help, you know, to to, to elevate.
1: Yeah. I'm all into that.
0: I'm all into that.
1: (laughs) I didn't know I was gonna be this writer, this poet, this author. I didn't know I was gonna be this speaker, this humanitarian. But you know what I did though? I, I, one thing I always did, I made sure I followed what that voice I was listening to. That right. same voice that spoke to me in 2006, I continued to follow. I still follow today. Right. And I say right. I say that because sometimes, like you said, you, you know, when you wish that you wrote a book even as poorly as I did, but, you know, right. that, that voice within me just allowed me to live and sustain life because I did not look at the hows, how do I do it, uh, um, where do I do it, I don't know where to begin. I just did some, I don't even remember, I can't re- Can't even tell you how it got done, but it got done, you know? Right, right. now, And, and I then grew- you know what? I'm a firm believer in the saying, and, you, and I'm sure you,
0: you, you've heard the saying before, you gotta crawl before you walk. So that first book was you crawling, and yeah. you crawled on your own. No one, no one helped you crawl. You crawled on your own. So I even did. if it's a poorly written book, you that's just that's the foundation. And every book that you've written since then, they're not poorly written anymore. I guarantee you that.
1: Oh no, 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 no. You, <laughs> so you started
0: that was just your starting point. That's that yeah. that's not your finish. That's that wasn't
1: the finish line. You still yeah. haven't reached the finish line yet in regards oh, no. to your, your writing. Uh, there, there, there's, more book, there's more books in me. This new book that I wrote called Greyhound Love. I want to tell you about it. It's a fiction novel. It's a story about um, a young man named Madden. And uh, okay. he, he's a troubled young man, kind of similar to my own personal story, giving his mama trouble. Um, his mama tells him, You know what? You're becoming too much for me to handle, too much for me to raise. The mama takes this young man, puts him on his Greyhound bus, and sends him down to St. Pete, Florida from Buffalo, New York, and sends him on a three day journey to uh, be with his dad in St. Pete, Florida. And so on this bus, he's an angry, young, mad, 18-year-old kid, don't want to really deal with anybody, and um, finds himself sitting at the back of the bus really kind of alone, and people who find themselves needing to use the bathroom, and when the bathroom's kind of occupied, they find themselves sitting in that extra seat next to him. And the dialogue starts to begin like that. And conversations oh, begin to yeah. and So several just, several conversations take place. Multiple oh, conversations. I already see it. No, multiple I, conversations I, I have. Oh, and let you know when
0: that was published too,
1: because I can already Oh, see it's, it's out. It's out yeah. right now. That book oh, is it's called Great Love. You're going to find it under Omaka, O-M-A-K-A, Zen, Z-H-E-N. And I'll send you that. I'll send you all the links. Yeah, the send book. me the links
0: after this. Yeah, I, I want, want to read me, that book, yeah. man. It, just from but you that saying book, that, the way you set that up. I hope yeah. it sparks other people that are watching this or that will watch this in the future. Um, but just you telling me that story, wow, that's it's, it. Felt like that I know that story just from mm-hmm. you just saying it, the way you explained it. Felt mm-hmm. like I could I could picture it, and I'm, I'm being real with this. Yeah, I felt like that I was on a bus and I was sitting down next to somebody that started talking to me. I could just see right. as soon as you said that,
1: yeah, yep. because I've been as on bus. At-
0: Plenty of times and, and talk yep. to random people so I can relate. Yep.
1: yep. And that's how it's it goes. A bus
0: or airplane, whatever. That same narrative. Yep.
1: You talk same to Same narrative. You're and right. He, he's this kid, young Madden, this Madden kid. He's just, uh, you know, I say, I, I named him Madden because of the word mad in it, because he was kind of mad. He was a little angry. So people don't know that that correlation there. Madden is because he was a young, angry kid. He was mad at the world, you know. But at the same time, he starts to build this network or this community that he never really had at home to his siblings that he couldn't relate to. So he starts to build this worldwide network of people that, you know, that really symbolizes that's symbolic to my own life right now, because, you know, I've been on so many journeys around the world, helping right. so many people, um, feeding right. people with my nonprofit organization. I'll dive into right. that in a sec. Um, right. You know, just really pouring into people. And that's what he does. The anger that he has in him becomes converted because he he can't be mad at everybody that sits down to him but next to him. It's like, bro, you you haven't done anything to you. Yeah. Right. So they're pulling out this, they're pulling this this nice kid out of him, kind of like in a forceful thing. They're pulling the positive energy out of him. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I get it. But but at the same time. He's enjoying it. He's enjoying the conversations he's having. And he he loves the way it's making him feel, you know. You see, but see, he ends up. Mm-hmm. go ahead. Go he, ahead. No,
0: I don't want you to give too much away. I don't want you to give no, too no, much no, away. No, no, no,
1: no, Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: So we down to about three more minutes. Um, we definitely gonna have to have a part two, man. We we're gonna have to because I like to keep these segments around 30 minutes uh to want, have people wanting more and I have a feeling that people this is this this video is going to get some good reviews and some good uh-huh. views and and people are going to definitely want to see you on here again so we can talk about more cuz you still got didn't talk about your organization and all that but before mm-hmm. we conclude the segment um while we're here for people that are listening like on Pandora and Spotify tell us how we can find you uh give us a couple of links
1: okay well if you are on Facebook find me at marcus clark m a r q u e s if you are on Instagram find me at omakazen o m a k a z h e n and then if you want to learn about the organization the nonprofit you can look that up everywhere or at yes chef village so just type in yes chef village google facebook instagram wherever you want to go look at search for it and you'll see the work that we're doing in yes chef village it's a it's a pretty cool thing and I'll I'll save it for part two because I do want to dive into it and it take it'll take about 15 minutes just to unfold <clears throat> the story of that. But absolutely. um yeah, just just look for it look for it that way. Just go to type in Yes Chef Village and you'll get you'll come across a lot of our links on our Instagram account and our Facebook account. You can just hit us up that way. If we're reachable, you know. I I answer back. It's mostly me that replies. So
0: absolutely, I appreciate that chef and uh i'm telling everybody right now look out for it because there's going to be a part two to this and matter of fact when we get off here i'm going to send you a couple of dates so that we can already set that up because i don't Mm. believe in putting off tomorrow what we can do today so i definitely want you back on there and and i really mean that i I feel your energy and i love listening to you man i know you got a lot to tell and i I, it's hard to condense that down in just 30 minutes but that's okay we're gonna have a part two part three part four if we have to and and, you know yeah, so yes, I appreciate everyone for for listening. Um hope you enjoyed this. I know you enjoyed this. I ain't gonna say I hope. I know it. I know it. Why wouldn't you enjoy it? Everybody enjoys um listening to uh stories where people have went through things and that can encourage them. So I know you enjoyed this. And we got mm-hmm. more of it to come on here on Enlightened Power Evolve. Make sure you hit that like, that subscribe button, uh um, spread this video around, share it, let everybody hear this, and also check out the website. Uh three, 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 empower.com. I'll see Mm -hmm. you soon. Thank you.
1: Love and appreciation.